Bank. Graham Codrington, the futurist and partner at Tomorrow Today. There was when um, drones were launched. It was, oh, that's cute. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's be so much fun. And um, then kids started playing with drones. And then people started putting their cell phone, connecting their cell phones to drones and, and filming beautiful aerial shots. And you think, well, that's good. That's a nice application for drones. But more and more, we are seeing drones actually used for real business endeavor beyond military applications, beyond what Aerobotics, which is a fabulous Stellenbosch-based company, does in terms of mapping out fields and orchards and helping agriculture. There's a huge application of drone technology for the world today. Absolutely, Bruce. Uh, there is. Good, good evening. I think people need to adjust their mindset. You're absolutely right. When your cousin got a drone for Christmas a few years ago and got some amazing shots of the street, fantastic. It was a, <laughs> a, a lot of fun. But if you upgrade your thinking, and here's a nice one, Dubai has just approved big drones that are big enough and powerful enough for two people to sit in them. So they can take a payload of, uh, let's call it 150, 200 kilograms, and they're big enough size that people can, can sit in them in a little pod on top of the, of, of the, the whirring blades. And uh, in a few months' time, if you've got a nice long layover uh, at Emirates Airport in Dubai, you'll be able to hop in one of these pods and it will self-fly you down to the mall of the Emirates. You can do a few hours shopping and come back to the airport. Uh, I'll tell you what, um, once, to see of a once, once you've done it, and you're a bit of a control freak. You have a sense of survivability. You want, you know, you're not, you have a young family. You have no, have no intentions of leaving this mortal coil any sooner than you have to. Once you've done it, I'll do it because I, I'm freaked out by the idea of going to a self-driving car and that's got four wheels on the road. Doing the equivalent through the air is more terrifying than anything. Would you go for it? I absolutely would. And Bruce, would you? Uh, like me, I would. I definitely would. Like me, I think you might have driven in Dubai traffic or Middle Eastern traffic. Actually, you, actually I'd you got rather a good be point. in a drone. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's second only to South African traffic. That much is true. Um, but, the, but this idea of integrated, so drones are getting integrated into everyday experiences and it gives you the operation, the option to do sort of Uber, Uber, Uber drone or whatever the case might be. It does that opens up a really good application but you've got to go i suppose beyond those more obvious uses companies need to be thinking about integrating drone technologies perhaps more broadly Yes, you know, I think as soon as you begin to realize that you've now got a reasonably sturdy device that can fly through the air and is very controllable, so it can move literally millimeters and centimeters at a time, very uh, controlled and stabilized. Well, then <laughs> I was thinking when you were interviewing Andre Gerater, I wonder if they've considered using drones as uh, security uh, around some of the power plants or at least to survey uh, power plants. So uh, we could use it uh, for auditing. Uh, back in the day when, when I uh, was doing auditing articles, uh, a lot of the first year article clerks had to go out and do audits of quite big places. So you might have to audit the coal pile or you might have to audit this massive warehouse. Today, you can literally just put a, a camera on it, let the drone survey the field, survey the warehouse. 
And you can even use it in, in emergency. So in the Turkey-Syria uh, disaster of the last few days, drones have been flying over with X-ray equipment on it, uh, attempting um, to look through the rubble to see signs of life. Uh, the In the Netherlands, they have drones. If somebody uh, is at a shopping mall and they collapse over with a heart attack, of course, most public spaces these days have defibrillators, but in the Netherlands, there are defibrillated drones, and this will fly to you. The ambulance gets on on the road to get you, but the drone gets there faster. And and this is an interesting one, Bruce. That it has a live link to a doctor on the other side, who can then whoever's at the the scene of the emergency can get instant medical uh, assistance from a professional and and also the equipment that they might need to make an emergency. Intervention, and and the list goes on and on. You can think of firefighters who, instead of having long, ten-story high ladders, could just put the hose on the end of a drone and send it up the building. So, once you start thinking about it, you, I actually wonder if there's any industry that wouldn't be able to use a drone technology somewhere um, in the work that it does. And that's and that's the point is that you know if you're thinking laterally and you are looking for new opportunities, you're always going to find new. Use cases for technologies. They start off as sort of being very one-dimensional, perhaps. I mean, military applications. We've seen drones being used in, you know, operated out of the Nevada desert or wherever they operate military drones from, and bombing targets, you know, over the Middle East. I mean, just the the applications hmm. for these things and the use of satellite technology. All of this sort of stuff is so much more usable than it's ever been before. Yes, exactly. And of course, there are going to be some people shouting at the radio now telling us that it's not all going to be brilliant. Uh, obviously, uh, you can use drones for bad things as well. Um, and you obviously, there's going to be some ethical considerations as well. Already, there are laws in most countries around the world. Yeah, you can put a camera on a drone and fly it up your street, but you know, maybe don't fly it over your neighbor's swimming pool in the afternoon or whatever. So, you know, there are limits now and there are privacy issues. Uh, you're not allowed to fly a drone anywhere within a certain radius of an airport and all the world's drones have actually got that hard coded into the system. It's not that we just ask you to not do it. Your drone physically won't work. It's hard coded and that's a real protection of the airline industry. And then, of course, my favorite example with South African audiences, just to get them thinking, uh, is to say, you know, of course, internationally, one of the promises of drones is that we can do deliveries. Uh, so they foster deliveries, but also if you're thinking about a, uh, um, an apartment block in New York, we can literally deliver into your window on the 37th floor. Um, but then, of course, you've got to think, if we have drones carrying, uh, you know, Woolies bags and Checkers 6060 packets around the skies in South Africa, I wonder how long it would be before we have drones with fishing nets on them to just, uh, let's say, uh, capture the, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the deliveries on their way. So target practice. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know if you've ever been clay pigeon yes. shooting, but the strikes is an opportunity <laughs> to do that sort of stuff. But yeah, and again, I mean, it, it's the governance of the skies a little bit like the uh, governance of space and who's got right 
flights to space and stuff. Um, the channels, if you watch these sort of um, sci-fi movies um, and these flying cars are rocketing in channels through the air, you kind of wonder at what point the chaos is so significant that your woolies and 6060 drones crash into each other midair if you don't have some sort of governance around it. So I think, you know, it's early stages, lots of application possibilities, but a huge amount of actually boring bureaucracy that has to happen before they are these mass use cases perhaps for this technology and i think this is one of the other things that if we're thinking about business unusual it is is a wonderful thing to think about that when we move into the space which is very similar to a lot of spaces where technology is opening up i'm thinking of generative ai with chat gpt or um, other ways in which technology is opening up just carrying your smartphone around with you we actually now, artificial intelligence is a little bit of a buzzword that's almost thrown onto anything, but we now have the capability with the computing power that we have and the fact that there are computers everywhere. You, you carry a supercomputer in your handbag with your smartphone that we can build systems and programs that manage these. So there isn't going to be an air traffic controller job for drones in the future. It's too complex. There's too many drones going. But we build a system where it becomes a self-governing system. And I can imagine that when you see those murmurations of birds that you are able to see when you're out in the bush and there's just thousands of birds at sunset and they're all flying in close proximity, but none of them are bashing into each other. It's not because somebody's in charge and there's, there's a leader telling everybody where to fly. There's, there's a system, there's a program and each bird knows what it should do and they never bump into anybody else. That's what we're going to develop uh, mm. with drones. And then, of course, that flows out into other technologies. So, Bruce, for me, the, the reason for selecting this topic uh, for a business unusual conversation is maybe, maybe you can't think of how you might apply a drone in your job. Although, uh, if, if, you, if you give me five minutes and a, and, and a bit of a challenge, I'm sure I could come <laughs> up with something. No, exactly. But, but, even if, but even if you can't, what you need to be thinking about is how these systems will play out and what the implications will be for the industry yeah. and the society that you live in. I, I think it's tremendously interesting. It's very exciting. It really is. Thank you very much, Dr. Graham Codrington. Uh, Graham Codrington, of course, is the futurist. He's the partner tomorrow, today with wonderful insights into the applications for drones and drone technologies.